All right, so this might be ill-advised, but I said last week this was the plan, so we're going to do it. It was the next on my list was Guiding Light. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be pretty brutal because the idea I had, which is it's a good idea in concept of let's get an old one and let's get a new one. And the old one is only 15 minutes long. It was one of these like 15 minute soap operas, so that'll be no problem. But the new episode, I found the very last episode, but it's like the full hour, probably only 40 minutes. Guiding Light? Yeah, oh, pro- it doesn't have commercials, God. so it'll probably be 40-some minutes. <laughs> I thought you might be getting one of the original early Guiding Lights. I mean, I do have that, too, so oh. we have both. So the original one will be a very easy watch, and then we'll see. Because like, I looked up briefly about this final episode, and people were commenting, like, oh, how nice that they brought back X and Y and Z, but we're not going to know who any of those people are, so... We'll see. If we bail out on it, who cares? It's fucking Guiding Light. (laughs) But basic information about Guiding Light. So it started in 1952, and uh, it was the one it replaced that other soap opera, the first Uh, hundred years. First hundred years, yeah. So Guiding Light is a way better name. It was called The Guiding Light until 1975 because it started on radio, just like everything, and it initially was mostly focused around a priest who helped people in the town. So like the guiding light of the Lord, but also he had like a lamp that he would turn on in his in his study to show that he was there for you and you could come to the guiding light and father so-and-so would help you but that was in the 30s so by the time it got to tv he wasn't even a character anymore i don't think it certainly was not a religious show anymore but it still had it's kind of a good title the guiding light i don't know i don't mind it it's better than better than the first hundred years or the hundred years or whatever it was called and yeah these other uh soap operas that ran almost as long yeah so this thing ran until uh, 2009, 57 years, but almost as long were General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, As the World Turns. Those all ran over 50 years, just not quite as long <laughs> as Guiding Light. And this is weird. So it's uh, the second longest running TV show. So I clicked that link and I'm like, so what's number one? Number one is Unser Sandmannchen, or The Little Sandman. That's a German stop-motion children's television bedtime TV show that started in 1959 and is still going. Oh, we'll have to check that one out. (laughs) Well, that's what I was thinking, because, yeah, it's over 15,000 episodes of Guiding Light, and there's even more than that of Unser Sandmannchen. But I did look it up briefly, and it's not easy to find, and I couldn't find any that were even subtitled. It's just German. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so I watched a little clip, and yeah, it's a little stop-motion, little puppet guys. You know, it's kind of neat, but I think it would probably, we wouldn't get much out of actually okay. watching it. All right, we'll, we'll give up on that one then, but interesting. A kid show. Yeah, I definitely didn't expect that, yeah, because I just assumed number one. And, you know, there's shows that have more episodes, but I guess this is like, you know... And that German kid show, when did it when did it start? Uh, 1959. So it started after, after, but it never stopped. Whereas, you know, Guiding Light eventually did stop. So yeah, the early episodes were only 15 minutes, and it was broadcast live. And then once they... 15 minutes, but did commercials drag it out to a half hour? No, it was like two different 15-minute shows. So it's probably really more like 12 minutes with okay. commercials or something. Uh, yeah, like they'd back it back-to-back uh, yeah, back with something to back. else. 
and yeah, and it ran for 15 minutes for like till the 70s, and then it became 30 minutes, and then I guess in the 80s or some at some point it became the full hour, so it just oh, kept. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, probably what it, what is the beginning of its death now. Right. Was probably uh, that well, hour. No, I think it's the opposite. It's like. Uh, once it hit an hour, like all the awards and stuff that it won started in the 80s. And I don't know if that's because it got good in the 80s or just maybe they only started giving awards to TV shows in the 80s. Like, I assume there weren't a lot of award shows earlier, right? Because there were no shows. Yeah, I doubt <laughs> so. that there were. Because, you know, when you hear about the Oscars, the early years of the Oscars, that's all there was. Right. And then the 80s, the 90s, 2000, whatever. Like, there's so many of those award shows that... They're everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, could have been that. I, yeah, because I don't remember there being a whole lot of award shows prior to that, which meant when Oscar night was out there, it was a big deal. Whereas now it's like, oh, God, another one of those? Yeah, I mean, it definitely hit a point when I was like a teenager or in my 20s where there was the Oscars and stuff, but then there'd be like the uh, MTV Teen Choice Awards, and then there'd be the Blockbuster Awards, and then at some point there's so many award shows that who yeah. cares? <laughs> and they all came in the spring of each year, right? late winter, early spring, and uh, it was like almost every other week there was an award show, there was another one, and another one, and another one, and another one. Like, And I mean, it's a different topic, but uh, the Oscars, I feel like they kind of shoot themselves in the foot because they keep picking the wrong movie. (laughs) And like, I guess it's all subjective, but I always think specifically of 1994. That's when Shawshank Redemption came out, which I could easily make the argument that that's the greatest movie I've ever seen. It's fucking amazing. It didn't win. Pulp Fiction came out. It's not my favorite, but a lot of people love the fuck out of that movie. And what one? Stupid-ass Forrest Gump with, Hi, Jenny, laughs like a box of chocolates. It's like, you fucking morons. <laughs> like, you had two movies that are a hundred times better than this stupid fucking movie. Best film? Because, yeah. uh, because I gotta say, uh, Tom Hanks did an excellent job. And I mean, I guess it was a... You know, it's not like it was a bad movie, but it just devolved into parody so quickly. Yeah, yeah, but you know why that one? It's because that film went for my generation, who were the voting people at the Oscars that year. But right. it had all the right music. It had the yeah, but even it, still, it's it like the Vietnam War. Here's and footage of LBJ, stuff. but with a dumb guy now inserted in like what a stupid movie i don't know <laughs> like again if it had been a slow year sure give it to forrest gump but two of the greatest films of all time came out that year <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah okay i won't argue with you on that point. yeah again whatever it's a separate point who cares but it's just like yeah i feel like the oscars and that was 1994 they were that out of touch by now geez like it just doesn't matter it's like who cares but anyway uh so yeah like we were saying the first hundred years was replaced by guiding light so after 57 years, when Guiding Light needed to be replaced, it was just replaced by a revival of Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> Pretty lame. <laughs> With Wayne Brady. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> so... So that's pretty lame. Oh, the other thing, I guess, is uh, we were talking about with Amos and Andy how impressive it was that Amos and Andy kept going on radio for so long after the TV show, because that's not generally the case. Same thing here. Like, it started on radio, Guiding Light did, in 1937, and for four years, radio and TV were both together, but then TV just obliterated radio, and that was the end of Guiding Light. Oh, the other thing, so this is kind of interesting. So yeah, we'll watch, I don't have the very first episode, but I have one of the very first, like from the first year of Guiding Light. And then I, I found the very last episode. It aired on September 18th, 2009. So it was my 30th birthday 
that uh, <laughs> that guiding light finished. And I remember I was here because that's when I came back from New York, but it was before I went to Toronto. And I remember because it was my 30th birthday, you gave me a check for three grand. <laughs> I remember it was a big birthday. And uh, well, if I had known that it was the last show of yeah, Guiding Light, I would have said, hey, yeah, we could have watched we it. We got to watch the last show of Guiding Light. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad we didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we didn't either. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. That momentous thing was happening. I had no idea. Didn't even I had no idea, which I guess nobody did and nobody cared. See, I never watched Guiding Light right. in all the years of whatever was going on. Well, I was always working and busy, but... When I was home after you were born, I, I was home for a while, and there was some soap opera I was watching that, but I don't think, it might have been Guiding Light, actually. Uh, when I was in the hospital, I remember some girl, no, it was when Mark was born, I remember some girl telling me, talking about some soap opera and how wonderful it was, whatever, and I never watched it, but I think it was when Mark was born. I went home, and I watched it. And I so I was there for a couple of weeks, you know, watching it, and I kind of got caught up in it. Could have been Guiding Light. Don't really remember. Yeah. But then I had to go back to work and say, well, whatever. I assume, too, what must have happened, because all those shows that I mentioned, they all got canceled around the same time. It must just be that, yeah, the, the demographic just... The people that used to watch it just stick with it, but new people just aren't coming in. Like, if you're going to replace it with Let's Make a Deal, it was obviously not getting big numbers, you know, at that point. But it's funny because that does keep happening. Like, I think the closest thing I have in my life to a soap opera is wrestling, right? It is just every week, more shit, same stuff going on. Like, you know, every once in a while, Stone Cold and The Rock from 25 years ago show up. Hulk Hogan shows up. The only one I watch with any regularity is Coronation Street. Yeah. Which I guess maybe that's different because it's British. Like yeah. it feels like they're they keep it fresh and they keep bringing in. They bring in new. They bring in really relevant issues that are going on at the time. Like for example, they're all running around with face masks on. Right. On that show. Right yeah, I was gonna say even just with wrestling. Like I think of wrestling as a show, if not for kids, then for teenagers. Right. Like that's what it always was in the '80s and the '90s. But recently, I was listening to something about the ratings and stuff of wrestling. And the number one demographic for wrestling is people over 50. Like, new people aren't watching it anymore. It's just like these soap operas. It's just people that used to watch it still watch it. And young people do not give one shit. <laughs> so I assume that's what happened to Guiding Light, too. Yeah. And I remember at the time when I was home, having whichever baby it was, but I do believe it was Mark, whatever show I was watching regularly, there were others there were like four or five channels available and there were other soap operas at the time and they all seemed very similar in their whatever their the whole format of them and you know everybody was beautiful looking and everybody lived in beautiful homes which is what is different with coronation street they're very like they live in little hovels and they live in small little apartments and They've gotten more beautiful as time goes on. Right. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I get the sense from what little Coronation Street I've seen, it's not like the point of that show is not the big romance, where that's always the thing, with yeah. especially the 80s soap operas of like, yeah, it's like the whoever the power couple was. Yeah. And, and everybody is gorgeous in it. They're all, they're beautifully dressed. They all have nice jobs. Uh, there's always this nice music going on in the background. Uh, nobody 
seems to live like below the poverty level or is drug they might they may struggle with drug addiction and that sort of thing same thing that they do in Coronation Street but you're not just some yahoo on the street that you're dealing with everybody is very I don't know I don't know even how to describe it but they're just not like normal regular type people and I guess that's what we're going I'm going to look for in yeah. this in this guiding light episode to see yeah, like what kind of a house do they live in? What kind of money do they wear? What kind of clothes do they wear? And how made up are they? How beautiful looking are they? Yeah, I got to assume the 1950s episode is probably going to be a lot more down to earth <laughs> than the 19 or the 2009 episode. But I yeah, guess we'll see. Are we ready? The Guiding Light, July 10th. Oh God, I was a year and a half old. <laughs> It's digestible. <laughs> Is that to suggest that the other guys don't aren't digestible? So yeah, without commercials, it's only eleven minutes. As you can see, I've swooped my hair back. <laughs> I'm showing my boobs. <laughs> yeah. I got huge hoop earrings. I'm a whole different woman. I want the same thing. I want you, Rita. I love you, Jewish. One year later, I love you. And if you still want to be together, then... I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, God. <laughs> I must have written the script. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah, on the plus side, though, I mean, at least it was, like, fun to watch awful. Like, that wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, the old one, the one from 1952 or whatever, was, like, ridiculously slow. Like, that 100 Years show that was kind of lame and boring was way more interesting. Like, yeah. It was, like this one, nothing happened in that 1952 show. Yeah, and it was only... You found out that there was a, a father and a son playing chess. The son was going off to San Francisco. There was a mother involved, and you only know that they had a baby because she was carrying around a baby bottle and was going off to feed the child. And that other scene where a lady was going to send a letter. A letter to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Yeah, and it was weird because it was only 12 minutes, but it still had the commercials. It had the Crisco... And the ivory, the ivory commercials. So, I mean, yeah, just Which were more interesting than the show. Yeah, it's crazy how much nothing <laughs> happened. But then, yeah, when we jump ahead fifty-seven years, the exact opposite. Man, talk about frenetic, right? Like that is. I mean, again, it's like every at least character. twenty or twenty-five scene changes or more. There yeah. could have been more. Yeah, because we counted three before two minutes were up. Yeah, <laughs> so it was just... and then we were up to fifteen or sixteen, like in no time in the next section. And to be fair, yeah, like, we didn't know who anyone was. So it's not only do they have to wrap up all the current stories, but I guess some of those more, some of the older, slightly schlubbier people, I get the sense, were from previous generations that they brought back in. So they had, so there's way too many people. And yeah, just running around, wrapping up everything. And yeah, just uh, just that, yeah, that generic sort of, it's, it reminded me of... Uh, Gilmore Girls music, you know, except yeah. Gilmore Girls would just do the la 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 and a little acoustic strum and it would stop. But this one, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easy, lis 
easy listening yeah, western. Like adult contemporary yep. with a western tinge. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, there was that one couple that were relatively down to earth because there's the lady who's sort of a normal looking lady and the guy with his Ford truck. But everyone else was, yeah, like pearl necklaces, fancy champagne, <laughs> nice Gucci bags and fancy nice watches. shapes, good makeup, good hair. Yeah. Nobody who looked just like Joe on the street. Nobody. Yeah, which I mean, we Fancy noticed. cars, fancy houses. And yeah, it's funny that like it did, we sort of realized while we're watching it that like that was, especially like in the 80s, you know, everything was excess and big shoulder pads and like that was aspirational. You wanted to be these fancy people and have a jet ski, <laughs> whatever, and just be rich and powerful. Where, yeah, I guess by 2009, as proven by the fact that it was getting canceled, like, yeah, it was honey boo boo time. No one wants this fucking shit anymore. They want to see normal, <laughs> schlubby families, <laughs> which is maybe where Coronation Street was ahead of the curve. They're like, let's not, let's not make everybody just a, a Barbie doll. Barbie and Ken over and over. Coronation Street, for the most part, well, in the last few years, they've gotten kind of the beautiful type people, but not big time. They have a, a lot of people who live in small apartments, overcrowded places, uh, you, uh, stuff stacked up. There was not a scene in here, in this one, Guiding Light, where there was any clutter or crap. Everybody had a beautiful car, beautiful home. There are all those little babies at the end, beautifully dressed. Nobody who was like leaking, <laughs> you know, their, their their shit was coming out of their diaper, <laughs> which is what happens in the real world. There was none of that. Everybody was beautiful and smiling and happy and. I wonder too. I oh, mean, awful. You know, I mean, I only know anecdotally about Britishness, but uh, British society or whatever. But that is the sense I get. It's like America is the aspirational country of like, if you think you can do it, you can do it. You can be one of these great elite people. Where the English thing seems way more like, like if you're all like, hey, I'm gonna go change the world. Everyone's like, why don't you shut up and sit down and <laughs> quiet down? Let's <laughs> you know? go to the pub and we'll have a beer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and uh, and it's funny too to see, again, we didn't know who anyone was or any of the previous stuff, but it's really clear, like where they're trying to modernize the show, but it's very transparent. Like here's the one black couple and just, yeah, the token black yeah. friends. And, uh, and then, yeah, the token lesbian couple that again, were just so like, I guess like lip, lipstick lesbian or whatever you call them, like so beautiful, yeah. cleavagey, hot, yeah. super hot lesbians. And I'm like, you know, I've, I met some lesbians in my time. This is not what they're like. <laughs> you know? They're like the, uh, let's just get offensive now and stereotypical, but like, you know, a uh, female gym teacher. Imagine that. Yeah. That's a lesbian. There's usually one who is, uh, of, of those lesbian couples, there's usually one that is more masculine. Yeah, yeah, these the two were both. Yeah, these like, were both just beautiful, beautiful women. Any, any male would want to hop into the sack with them because they were both gorgeous. Yeah, which was another thing we started to notice, which we first noticed with the lesbians, but then all over, is presumably the audience for the show was mainly housewives again, or probably not even housewives. At this point, it's like women in their 70s, probably. <laughs> but so many low-cut dresses and just, here's, and, and here's some hot with, boobs. Yeah, hot boobs, big <laughs> cleavage showing. Um, yeah, like the dudes were okay, but they weren't particularly buff or good-looking mostly, no. but the chicks were gorgeous. But they gorgeous. weren't ugly either. Right. There were no men in that show where you said, oh, boy, that's a regular-looking guy. He's pretty homely. Yeah, you get, like, I guess, like, there the, the silver fox. There was one guy had a bit of a, of a paunch. 
and it was, you know, that guy with the yellow shirt. He yeah. had a bit of a paunch, and, you know, he wasn't all that attractive. But most of the other men were, were fairly attractive. Yeah, the swoop of silver and in hair. in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, none of this, like, overweight, big beer belly, uh, paunchy jowls, none of it. The other thing that's kind of funny is that they obviously at some point had to reckon with... It's 2009. I'm trying to think. I got my first cell phone in 2005. So yeah, cell phones were still a little bit new, but they were established by 2009. So they couldn't ignore that cell phones existed, but they tried their hardest. Because every time someone got a call on the phone, it was a two-second conversation of, hey, come meet me here. Because they don't want the characters to just talk on the phone. And they really only had one or two people. Yeah. One that I remember, but there could have been a second dude who was using his cell phone. So the one thing I will give it kind of credit for is that one slightly more down-to-earth couple, their whole, they, they're the only ones that had a plot, also, really. Everything was just, let's they wrap up. They were going to wait a year before they found their true love, and yeah. they would get back together. But then at the end, when they do get back together... Oh, yeah, they jumped ahead one year later. He's looking really attractive because he's beaten all his demons, and she's got the low-cut cleavage, which she didn't have a year earlier. And, and she's yeah. got her hair all nicely quaffed. And, yeah, just, like, obviously this one-year-later stuff, they just filmed that same day. But I just wish, like... I mean, maybe they didn't want to risk it, but, like, what if the guy just had shaved his little goatee so it would look like a year had passed, but then what if they had to go reshoot a previous scene? It's probably not worth it, but everyone, one year later, all the hairstyles were the same and the facial hair was the same, but uh, but I did like that at least this, like, hey, meet me in a year by the lighthouse. So at least a lighthouse is a guiding light, and I was hoping someone would say the words guiding light just because I like that corny nonsense of saying the title. But that was, like, cool. That was the one thing in it that it's like somebody gave a shit that this show used to be about a guiding guiding light. light. (laughs) Well, and really, you're you're right. That couple that were going to wait the year to come to a decision, we knew what the decision would be a year later, but whatever. They were going to wait to see if they were still compatible after a year. That is really the only plot that I could follow in that show. All the rest of it seemed to be a bunch of dribble. Yeah, it's just like, oh, quick, uh, you're going off to school. Okay, I'll go with you. Oh, we're having a baby. We're getting married. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we're yeah. just going to wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up pretty darn quick. <laughs> but I'm surprised, like, yeah, I'm surprised that it went to the year later and that they actually resolved that. Because I thought it would be one of those, like, Let's just leave it in the audiences. Like, I wonder what happened. And, and leave, maybe but. that would have been so much more realistic. But no, they, had to, yeah. they have to lay it right out for you. There is no innuendo. There is no suggestion. It's almost, and I find this with, with American soap operas for the most part, it's like they got to tell you exactly what's going to happen because you might be too stupid to figure that out or you might be dissatisfied because you don't know the resolution of something so they gotta give it to you instead of leaving you like you would in life of not knowing until something actually happens you have no idea how things are going to evolve or turn out you you don't and but here it's like let's lay it out for you just in case you're too stupid to Kind of put two and two together. Are there still, like, I mean, I haven't really even channel surfed in a long time because I just watch YouTube videos these days. But, uh, like, with all this wave of soap operas that all got canceled around this time, are there new ones? Do they do this oh, still? there's got to be. <laughs> there's I, I wonder. There's got to be. 
like I don't know what they even would be called or anything. But I don't watch them, so I I really. But there's got to be. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's probably called. It's probably not called soap operas anymore. It is probably um, TV daytime drama. Right. I bet if you went online and you put that in, you'd come up with some. Yeah, like even this idea of like a daily show. There must be, I guess, but uh, I wouldn't know what they are anymore. But isn't it funny, too, this is like the Three Little Bears, that the 1952 one was Molasses Slow. The 2009 one was like a cup of coffee, the show. It just ding, 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 ding. I bet somewhere around 1975 or so is probably just right. You know, it's like not really boring, but not so fast that you don't know what the hell's going on. But yeah, so maybe that's what we should have done is like the the start, the middle, and the end. But when you jump 57 years, it's not even recognizable, of course, as the same show. Although I guess they did, that was kind of neat too. At the very start, they showed all the old Guiding Light logos and they did show the old black and white one. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. But in fairness to that last show, if you were somebody who had been watching it for 10, 12 years, you probably were very satisfied with that show because you knew who those people were and you had suffered with them all the way through in all their trials and tribulations. And now it was all resolved and they all lived happily ever after. That probably made you feel really good. But for me personally, not knowing who those people were, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I guess, too, yeah, it's probably kind of nice like that it just jumped ahead a year and that the guy... Because I don't even know what his problems were. They were very nonspecific about... Oh, but about, if you had been watching the show, you probably knew every right? trauma that that man faced for probably at least a decade. Well, that's pro- that's where this is kind of like nice in a way, is we just jumped ahead a year and suddenly he's gone on his little pilgrimage and he's got himself together. He's found his inner Joshua and now he's ready to get married and blah, blah, blah. And he's found his true love. But if, they, if this hadn't been the last episode, we would have had to watch in real time over an actual year <laughs> this guy just go through constant torment <laughs> so yeah it's nice that we didn't have to do that like just ding ding jump ahead forget that but anyway yeah like it was a lot more fun to watch than i thought it would be because at least we could just make fun of it i was well, afraid it was that certainly would be... more exciting than the 1952 one where it was like yeah. oh my lord what is happening here like nothing yeah we're waiting for the next chess move between father and son yeah that was yeah, like you couldn't have picked a slower one or a faster one. I feel like we got the slowest ever episode and the fastest Thank ever. Thank God episode. they didn't spread it spread that 1952 one out for half an hour. Yeah. Good God. Was, and then it was dreadful as it was. And then since I couldn't find an episode of the Little Sandman from from Germany, I don't know what we're doing next week. But, but there we go, Guiding Light, which is. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll bump into the other soap operas as we go, but that's probably a pretty good stand-in for all of them. <laughs> I mean, I assume they're all... Yeah, I think we should move on to something other yeah. than, than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we definitely can't do another soap opera for a while. No. <laughs> definitely not. Soap opera overdose, man.